When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code out of bounds to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code out of bounds to claim your bonus. College ball, NBA, and UFC, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUTOFBOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Oh, Steve Palazzolo. Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, NFL Insider. Uh, he's got the podcast. He was on the Dan Patrick Show yesterday. If you ask him this weekend, he'll reference us as the biggest show he'll be on this week. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And the show is brought to you by Cocktails in a Can, including Jameson, Ginger, and Lime, and Crown and Coke, or Crown and Cola, excuse me. Uh, You can find them at Fleetway Market, Corner Market, and um, those are 20-plus service stations and grocery stores in the state of Mississippi. Obviously, you can find them in other grocery stores and service stations. Um, Our guests join us on the uh, Corona Premier Guest Line. We welcome in Steve. Uh, well, there's nothing really going on, Steve. So it was good talk, good talking to you, and we'll catch up again next week. Um, yeah, all right, nice and quiet. <laughs> what Tyree killed Devontae Adams? Um, Devontae leaves Green Bay, goes to the Raiders. Tyreek leaves the Chiefs and goes to the Miami Dolphins. What does this do for Tua Tonga Valoa and Mike McDaniel's and this whole deal that's going on? I mean, he now has Jalen Waddle. Uh, they got Connor Williams. They got Armstead from the Saints. Now, what do the Miami Dolphins look like around Tua, Steve? Man, they look fast. They look really, really fast, which is uh, really what Mike McDaniel had with the 49ers. The 49ers had purposely built one of the fastest teams in the NFL, including um, it's just a one-year deal for running back Raheem Mostert, but he's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. So, look, it just it just puts the defense in a bind. You know, all of the – all the great things that Tyreek Hill brought to the Kansas City Chiefs offense, um, you could apply that to the Miami Dolphins. If they use him properly, right? I, with Tyreek, I think he could pretty much do anything you want him to do. You know, if you want him to play uh, in the slot and catch 120 balls underneath, he could do that. If you want him to average 20 yards a catch as a downfield threat, he could do that. So, 
Now it's just about using all that speed, using those playmakers, and creating explosive plays with Waddle, with Tyreek Hill, with a good system that uses play action, misdirection, and all that. The Dolphins have all the tools, so the pressure's on Tua to make it all happen here in year three. Uh, offensive line's better. Playmakers are better. So uh, no excuses now. We can see what Tua can do with uh, a really good supporting cast. And now they kind of have the new Theo Epstein of the NFL as their head coach, right? Uh, Mike McDaniel, I mean, he's – it's funny because I think he's um, – he all of a sudden just, like, started doing press conferences late in season and the buzz started to build. Um, but he's got – you know, he's a smart guy. He's been a big – he's been a big part of that that Shanahan system and, you know, the way they, they focus on blocking angles and just, you know, creating mismatches and, uh, you know, keeping linebackers and safeties on a string so they don't know where the ball is. So yeah, McDaniel's been been really good and a big uh, been an, uh, an important part of you know maybe the best offensive system in the NFL. Okay, all right. So Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, um, the bigger blow is for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, right, Steve? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's there's an explanation from the Packers and the Chiefs for why you do this. And I think it's a fair football one, right? I mean, one player being worth the price of, of multiple players, uh, you know, the, the price tag at wide receiver, do you actually want to have $28, $29 million invested in a receiver? All that stuff is fair from a team-building football standpoint. But you're also going to take a step back. Like, the Chiefs are going to take a step back, and the Packers offensively have to take a step back unless they do something to – replace Devontae Adams generally in with volume, you know, end up doubling up a receiver in the draft or, you know, maybe they bring in Julio Jones and try to rejuvenate him or whatever it might be. I mean, Devontae Adams was the cog to that offense. And Mike, Mike LaFleur uh, does a really good, uh, Matt LaFleur does a really good job of scheming it up up there and all that stuff. But, you know, X's and O's aside, when it's third down, it's Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. And the two can't be covered. So you're losing that. And, yeah, I think in the short term, this is going to do more harm than good for, for Green Bay's window to win. Because, you know, the, the goal could have been, here's Devontae Adams. You bring back Alan Lazard. Let's get one more. Let's get one, one other guy in the draft and, and build this thing up and give Aaron Rodgers playmakers to throw to so that defenses can't cover them. I mean, that's the theme. Find, find, find a way that defenses can't cover your offense. And I do think the Packers and the Chiefs really took a step back in that direction this weekend. And this so week. why do you think the Packers did this, knowing that Aaron's only got maybe two or three more years with this window that you just described? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, it is the real deal. 
Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. So as, as much as I describe this as I think the best way to win, I think the most efficient way to win, there are more than one. There is more than one way to win. And, you know, again, with in the Chiefs example, they're going to get five picks. In the Packers example, they got a first and a second. And then the money freed up that they would have to pay Devontae Adams to make other moves. So you're doing you're, – you're, you're essentially saying we think four players are better than this one wide receiver, as good as he is. And, and I always say, of course, we know the quarterback's the most important player in the league, but a true wide receiver one, I think, moves the needle more than any other position or more than any other type of player. Wow. Maybe Aaron Donald, you know, but like a – yeah, like Julio in his prime. Yeah. Antonio Brown in his prime. Uh, Devontae Adams right now, Tyreek Hill right now because you're going to dictate the entire defensive structure. And if you have answers both with your wide receiver one and beside him, you become one of the best offenses in the league, potentially, right? I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it. So I get the idea of having, hey, four players is better than one or five players is better than one if you're the Chiefs, but you're losing the biggest force multiplier that I think you can have in the NFL, and there might not be bigger ones than Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Okay. He is uh, with Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Steve Palazzolo on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Can you believe this to our listener? I mean, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill move in the same week. This is nuts. Uh, who, If you were a GM and you had your pick between the two, who would you pick? Oh, man. Um, I think Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, Interesting. For, for upside, for upside, I would say Tyreek Hill. I think there is always a worry with speed players that you lose one step. You lose half a step, and you're no longer special. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the wind coming up here. You're, you're no longer special. But I think with, with Tyreek, he can lose two steps, and he's still fast. Uh, but what makes him special is he really does play faster than anybody on an NFL field, which is absurd, right? I mean, everybody in the NFL is fast. And very rarely do you have players who look like they're playing on a high school field. But Tyreek Hill does that. So because of it, you have plays like in the great comeback that uh, like Mahomes is awesome. But the comeback that Mahomes made uh, against the Bills in the AFC Divisional Round, that was a 63-yarder where he just throws a little crosser to Tyreek Hill who outruns the entire defense. And he's the only guy in the NFL who does that fairly consistently. So I would take Tyreek Hill just because there's more things you can do with him. Though I think as far as volatility goes, if Devontae Adams, because he's just a, just a slick route runner and does so many good things, just, just knows how to get open, Devontae Adams would probably age a little bit better maybe than Tyreek Hill. So there's probably less – Less volatility there if you signed Adams. Okay. What now that Tyreek Hill is playing with Tua and the Dolphins, do you think that and Andy has an offensive minded coach? Do you think that's going to be enough to get Tua to a level where it prolongs his career there one and and he's a starter for years to come? 
Yeah, I think Tua is going to look much better. You know, I, I think, and I've been pretty critical of the way he's looked the first two years. I thought, I thought last year the stats were kind of there if you're looking at, if you're looking at completion percentage and certain things, but he wasn't really all that productive. The offense was very limited, and that's either because they felt Tua was limited or they felt, you know, the offensive line really held them back. So I do think we'll get a truer, you know, test of what Tua really is. And I think statistically you'll see it. I mean, I think statistically he'll look much better. Now, all that said, I'm talking up Tyreek Hill and all that. I mean, the Chiefs had, with Tyreek Hill this year, they did have games where they scored three points and they went stretches where they couldn't score more than 20. So it's not like this immediate, uh, you know, foolproof, you're going to score 30 a game, but the pieces are in place for Tua to be much more productive. And and also at the point where he doesn't even have to play that much better to be that much more productive with Tyree kills after the catchability and Jalen Waddles after the catchability and, you know, just being able to get the ball down the field a little bit more with a better offensive line. I think two his stats are going to get better, whether he plays better or not. So, yeah, I think he's set up to, to be a starter going forward. And look, if he fails, you're going to know, you're definitely going to know this year, you know, if you're the Dolphins, if, if two is your guy going forward. Okay. Steve Palazzolo on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Let's talk Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Uh, how much better does Deshaun Watson make the Browns when playing, obviously, than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, I think I think much better. I mean, it's tough to look. You got to. I, I know all the off-field stuff, so obviously that's all that's all there, and that's the thing. As you said, if playing, that's still a question. Um, in, in the last time we saw Watson play 2020, the Texans only won four games. And, and I think that's what people have used against Watson on the field. And, and he played great that season. And, and it was one of, it was right up there with like, there was one of Drew Brees' seasons, maybe it was 2015, where Brees played excellent and they won seven games or whatever it was. I mean, it was one of the bigger disconnects of quarterback play and, and record in NFL history, Watson in 2020, and at least one of Drew Brees' seasons. So Watson plays football at a high level and, you know, in a, in a pretty good system, they add Amari Cooper there. They have an excellent offensive line. I think all the pieces are there for Watson to produce and, and, and just upgrade this Browns offense. And I think what it really is going to bring to the table is at the end of the game where I think Baker never really came through, right? When you needed Baker Mayfield to go make plays, and and go win a game it just seemed like he was always lacking and I think Watson has that you know he has that ability to to play outside of not even outside of structure but when the game's on the line when it's all on you when you're not relying on play action that type of deal uh Watson can go win games so I think it's gonna when he's on the field it's gonna really improve this Browns offense and their consistency okay let's go to Matt Corral Malik Willis Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I, to me, the next four weeks, Steve, is when their value continues to increase and they're driven up the board from wherever they are today. Corral had his pro day yesterday. You know, Malik had his. So how many quarterbacks could you see going in the in the top ten? I could see two. Um, there, there could be three. I mean, we're, we are sitting now in a spot with, with Matt Ryan getting traded. You have the Panthers at six. You have the Falcons at eight. And you have the Seahawks at nine. All teams, obviously, 
need a quarterback in that they're, you know, the Falcons aren't building around Marcus Mariota. The Seahawks likely aren't building around Drew Locke and the Panthers likely aren't building around Sam Donald, right? So they're all in that QB mix. Then it's a matter of playing the draft, right? I mean, there's five, six quarterbacks that are, that are coveted here that have evaluations all over the place. There's, there's truly no consensus top quarterback. There's not even a consensus. Here's a guy that's going to go in the top 10. All there are, all there, all we have now is rumors. And there are rumors that the Lions want Malik Willis at two. I'm not buying those rumors just because if I'm the Lions at two, I want to trade down. If I'm the Jags at one, I want to trade down in this draft. Because there's not a consensus top quarterback. There's not even a consensus top non-quarterback in this draft. It is not a fun draft to be picking in the top three or four just because, you know, you just you want to have a, a sure thing up there and, and you don't have one. So um, desperation could lead to – you know, the two or three quarterbacks going in the top 10, but I have a feeling teams are going to stay truer to their evaluations and kind of let these guys fall and, and let it play out. And I, I know there's a lot of hype around Kenny Pickett in the top 10. Again, I, I just don't know if I'm really buying that at the moment. Who's your number one quarterback right now in the draft? Oh, still don't make me choose. I never want to choose. I think Malik Willis, and, and I'm because I'm I'm banking on – the upside play and I might be skewed a little bit recently from the guys that have hit from an upside play you know Josh Allen and Justin Herbert to the world meanwhile you know Trey Lance maybe didn't develop you know uh, in year one he did look really good I, I mean he looked you see the dynamic ability that Trey Lance brought to the table but I think if he developed better you know the Niners maybe put him out there at the end of the season so look it's there's there's a lot of risk I think with Malik Willis, but I think the tools are there. And we've seen the NFL in general do a better job of using those tools in recent years. So that's why I would lean him right now. But you wouldn't be surprised if they're all, you know, taken within the top. And and like you said, some teams could move up, may not be who's. But you wouldn't be surprised if they're all, all three are off the board in the top, what, 12, 13, 14 picks? I think it's going to be more – so I'm really looking at the, the three desperate teams. I think two of them might draft a quarterback. So I think two in the top ten, but then there might just be a big slide because there's fewer teams that just desperately need a quarterback. So you might just get two at the top, and there might not be a big difference in evaluations, but I think with um, it's just supply and demand and, and need, you might have the rest of the quarterbacks drop, and you might not see anybody until – late first or, you know, the Steelers at 20 or whatever it might be. So I think maybe a couple in the top 10 and then maybe the, the next one, maybe not until the Steelers, unless the Steelers go up and get Malik Willis because they do seem to love him. Okay. And the Steelers were in Oxford yesterday, obviously watching Matt Corral. Uh, what is it that you really like about Matt Corral? I think he's, you know, kind of like those, all those cliches. He's a baller and he's gritty. I mean, but he just, he does seem to just, make the throw when he needs to get the job done again. So I think the way I've described this class is I could see the people who I think would, would get behind Malik Willis will point to, well, he's got the best arm. He's got the best athleticism, right? He's got the best something. The people that actually like Kenny Pickett, they generally lean and you hear this a lot. This guy can just come and run it, come in and run an offense day one. Right. And, and, and teams covet that, even though it's not, I don't know. I mean, it's just like it's a short-term thing. So that's why I think people might look at Willis and Pickett. 
with with Corral, I think he just does everything pretty well. Um, so there's it, it, this is how I described Justin Fields last year. I don't think Justin Fields was the best at anything, but the total package of what he brought to the table is pretty good. So I think Corral can you know throw the ball down the field. Again, the questions the questions come from uh, you know the offense and a lot of open throws that he had and how much stuff how much of that stuff translates. The other thing Corral does is avoid negative plays as far as sacks really well. That generally translates at the next level. So there's definitely a lot to like about Corral, but Again, you know, I, I think with him compared to some of the other quarterbacks, it's tough to say he's the best at anything. So maybe the hype isn't there as much for him as there is for other guys. Okay. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, hanging out with us on the Out of Bounds Show. How would you describe this wide receiver group with the NFL draft going into the NFL draft? I think the, I think every year you get uh, different flavors, right? So it's... It, with with receivers, you don't. We, I talked a lot about wide receiver one here today. You not you don't always need to draft the, a wide receiver one in the first round. You just want guys that do something that adds to your offense. So you have a big guy like Drake London who's six five, but also moves extremely well. So he can win downfield. He can win after the catch with his size. You have the two Ohio State guys, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They are excellent route runners. Uh, a lot in, in both fast. They both ran sub four four forties. So you've got guys who just know how to get open, uh, you know, route runners, those types of players. You have Traylon Burks from Arkansas, who's still more of a developmental type of player, but huge, you know, him in the Ole Miss game, you know, winning at the catch point and that, that crazy game. Uh, but you could just see Burks' uh, potential. So the wide receiver class, I think this year and most years now, there's a little bit for everybody. You've got Jamison Williams, you know, from Bama coming off the ACL, just incredible speed. I think, I think given where Jalen Waddle went last year, Williams might have been a top 10 pick. He didn't hurt his, uh, his ACL. Maybe he still is. But, you know, teams covet that, that second gear that truly changes angles and, and you know, creates explosive plays. So, Jamison Williams is there. So, again, I think there's something for everybody. If you just want a high-volume route runner, if you want a big-bodied receiver, if you want a speed receiver, we have that in this, in this draft. And that seems to be what college football is doing in recent years. They're supplying the NFL – with a plethora of good receivers, which, by the way, circling back to the beginning of our discussion, probably a big part why the Packers and Chiefs didn't want to pay incredible money for one player. There is uh, a sur- not a surplus, but you're starting to get a plethora of good receivers around the NFL, and I think finding your top three is a little bit easier maybe than it was a few years ago, and teams want to okay. deploy those resources across multiple players instead of one. No, that makes sense. All right, Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Top five, top ten. Yeah, I think he's probably in the top 10. I think for me, you know, by PFF grades, he's only got one year of production. I think that'd be like the one red flag. But as far as pure pass protection, he might be as good as it gets as far as uh, the way he moves, you know, efficiently moves and uh, was extremely productive in that system last year with Mike Leach. Uh, Didn't have to make every run block in the book, again, from a system standpoint, so there's some development there. But I think ultimately, yeah, he does go in the top 10. There's some tackle needy teams drafted in the top 10 to 15. Who do you think? Or, or give me a team or two. Oh, I mean, if the Panthers don't pick a quarterback, I think Cross easily could be the guy. I think okay. the Giants could look there. It depends on if they care about moving him to right tackle because uh, the Giants have Andrew Thomas already, but the Giants absolutely need a right tackle. Um, Texans could be in play for any position. Again, it'd be more of a right tackle there. But Yikes. A lot of teams that, that need tackles up there. Yeah. Uh, I hear the Texans are going to be moved down to the SEC for a few years. To get their act together. 
at least they have draft picks now to, to get the players on their roster. Yeah, Steve, Palaz- uh, Steve Palazzolo, G- <laughs> pro football focus, both taking a medical break. Uh, this is the SEC Insider Hit on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, Steve, real quick, we've been debating Gardner Minshew. I'd heard rumors he could go to Seattle, heard rumors even Carolina, if they don't draft a QB, could be in the pick. Is Gardner Minshew a starter at the NFL next year? Ooh. Ooh. I'm guessing no. But just because there's, you know, the musical chairs are almost done. You know, you're almost done with uh, the QB needy teams. And I'm assuming all the teams that really need a QB are going to draft one. And if the the Seahawks, like, I don't see the Seahawks making a move for Minshew over, say, Drew Locke. You know, I I just don't see that happening. I'd like to see Minshew get another shot, maybe, because I still think he might be a low-end starter, maybe potential for more. But I just, I I think we're running out of uh, job opportunities at this point. All right. How about the Cowboys paying their punter over $3 million? How do you guys feel about that? It's anger. He's great. Fuller, what, fourth round pick? Oh, my goodness gracious. Steven Jones. No, third rounder. He was, I mean, look, the guy was drafted ahead of Russell Wilson. So, you got to pay him. Right, oh, my goodness gracious. That was 2012. Oh, Steven Jack Jones is terrible at his job. All right, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. And, uh, hey, buddy, we appreciate it. Have a great uh, – what's on What's on the schedule real quick for the weekend? Uh, we're starting uh, T-ball with my five- and six-year-olds. So we got nice. To Make sure to pack a cooler. All right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to the big league. I can already <laughs> tell after one practice. They're ready to go. I love it. Hey, so, make sure to wear your so. San Francisco Giants jersey to the T-ball field. That's, yeah, yeah, that's definitely not frowned upon at all. That's normal. No, I'll that way nice. the dads will ask you about it. It'll be awesome. All right, be yeah, good, right. buddy. Uh, 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 thanks, guys. See Appreciate you, dude. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, I mean, think about all the questions you get over the weekend. Uh, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Mudbug, slinging the best crawfish in the state of Mississippi. Two locations in Rankin County, Brandon and the Reservoir. Uh, Corona Premier. And crawfish from mud bugs doesn't get any better. Hour number three coming up. Good morning. Welcome in.